almost becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Diane and the crew are back on the road this week in front of a live and excited audience on the Parker campus in Highland Park, New Jersey, in the US. Join 180 million monthly subscribers who can now listen to Parents Are Hard To Raise on Spotify. So, what do you say, folks? Let me hear you shout so loud, I'll hear you in London. Welcome to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. We're back at the Parker organization, and I wanted to share the, a program that they have, which I love. I love an intergenerational program. Um, and this can help anyone. Uh, it can help your elderly parents. It can help you if you have children in school. They have a child development center in-house. And it's a fantastic program, and I'm and here to talk about it is Robin Kessler, the director of the Child Development Center, and Candice Petrezek. I hope I got that right. I'm known to mess up names, and I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. Robin's name was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new name for me, too. I struggle with it. Oh, so. um, and Candace is an Eden trainer for Parker. So um, if you can, uh, I guess, tell us how the um, Child Development Center got started at sure, Parker. Sure. So we have uh, longstanding roots in the community um, in Highland Park. We were the Y here in the community for some 35 years. Um, when um, the Y closed its doors, not because of the Child Development Center, but some other funding issues, it was a natural move for us to move yeah. here. So um, it was actually at the beginning, in 2007, we met, wow. found out that a lot of our needs were the same, kids and seniors, sure. and um, we spent a lot of time meeting together and talking with each other, and creating an intergenerational curriculum. We've been here since the onset, 12 years. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, and what is, uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the Eden program? So, so the Eden Alternative is a philosophy to build a person-centered world for the people that live within nursing homes or institutions. So it's breaking down the medical structure while still giving the care that's needed, but not losing who the people are. Fantastic. So that when you move into a community, you still are one. You're not one of so many. Right. And so for the Eden Alternative, it is the tool we chose. We've been on the journey for a long time. Being person-centered is never-ending. Right. Because we're talking about people. Um, and some of their philosophy is to bring society back in. So often when people move into a nursing home, right. you're taking them away yeah, from the exactly. community they were part of. Right. Um, and now they're just around employees and halls and rooms. 
but really it's to build relationships and bring community back in. So whether that's through volunteers, uh, could be pets, companions that way, but then also children and the generations. So we've been very fortunate to be in a very great location that yeah. we're really close to the colleges. And as we built the new, our newest, when we were building the assisted living, we actually knew we wanted a child development center on site. So we actually built a space. We didn't know who was going to be in it yet, right. <laughs> but we, we built the space with the idea of finding that partner that had the same values that we did. Um, no, and the willingness to expose the children and the elders to each other and yeah. bring that connection back again. You know, you don't think about it, but we divide the generations from when we just start out mm -hmm. in school you know mm -hmm. i mean we don't and um i grew up you know with my grandparents and i loved it you mm -hmm. know but um sometimes people you know they're afraid of the elderly they don't they don't understand you know they don't realize hey this is a person you know they've lived a life and um so this is wonderful what does it do for um the elderly so for an older person, what it really does, it provides opportunity to connect, but also identity and yeah. purpose. So um, again, it's hard when you, so I've been in the industry a long time, almost 20 years, I've worked in long-term care. And when the uh, Child Development Center opened, I was in recreation, so I was the recreation director. So Robin and I worked closely together right. with uh, planning. But what we realized is that these are people that right. are living here that have many roles in their life, often parent, grandparent, friend. Right. Um, and when you move into a nursing home, that tends to be taken away. So when you're exposed to children, a different generations, different ages, you can be a care provider again. You can right. be a care partner. You could be a mentor. And so what we saw was joy, happiness. Um, even when babies come to visit and they cry, we may be cringing and the older <laughs> adults are smiling and Aww. laughing because life is once again around them. Yeah. Um, we see memories, stories are being uh. shared that maybe they didn't have easy access to, right. but now those experiences are bringing back shared memories yeah. that we get to experience. Um, and, and I think it's just connection. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. You had mentioned that... Um, and we saw the same thing, Robin and I, too, is that when the kids were first exposed, the first group of children that yes. came, mm -hmm. what they saw first were the devices. Yes, the cane, the walker. The cane, yeah. the walker, mm -hmm. yes. maybe the spots on people's skin, yeah. the wrinkles. They saw the they saw those first, and they, they looked different, so right. they were a little timid. They did like the walkers because they roll around and they were mechanical, so they were taking those away at times. And we're like, no, 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 don't take that away. Yeah, you don't take that away from my grandpa. You know, they were the two twins. They were they were a handful. Remember that. But as we created opportunities for the two generations to come together, safe spaces, short amount of times. I mean, for the elders, it, it didn't, it, it was instant. Yeah. They were reaching out, trying to grab them and hold them and hug them and, and tell them how cute they were and how much they loved them. And they just met these kids, right? right they were like, exactly. um, for the children, they, they grew into it. The benefits are so real for the kids. I mean, that, I think that was the biggest eye opener for, for me. I think for all of us, we thought we were going to come here and the benefits were going to be ex exclusively for the elders. Right. But children, 
especially in this society we live, we tend to shelter them. Yeah. Um, but aging is a part of life, and the, what I hear from the parents, they're, they're not afraid of the aging process anymore. They've lived here, they were literally from the time they're born, they're, they start at 10 weeks and, and oh through gosh. kindergarten. So it's they're here for four and five years, and when they, they parents tell me they, they'll go to visit their grandparents, they're so comfortable with this. At this point, they climb into the wheelchairs to, to mm-hmm. embrace right. the residents. So I think we the values that we've taught the kids here is just an extra bonus that none of us had an, had anticipated at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. you you would mm-hmm. think, yeah, the benefit is for the elderly, but you don't realize yeah. it is for the children as well. It's for the well. children as well to respect the aging process. Right, and, yeah. And the friendships and the relationships that are made. I so bet they they have second and third grandparents. They, they, uh, absolutely, they do. <laughs> they they do. do. And it stays. You know, even sometimes the, the, uh, the residents track the kids and that when the children go on to grade school Aww. they'll ask me they'll stop me how's he doing how's first grade and they really they remember them yeah it's really it's a bonus that i i think that was we didn't anticipate when we started this yeah okay. you know bonds form <laughs> that's correct and i'm i'm sure they're carried further than mm-hmm. yeah it, it really mm-hmm. is about relationship building mm-hmm. and the program that we have offers that opportunity. It's wonderful when uh, the groups from outside want to come in and do the singing, but right. it doesn't allow for the connection, right. like the actual right. contact and the child We live together. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and the kids are always on the move, and sometimes they come and surprise <laughs> us, and they do spontaneous uh, parades, and uh, the elders love it, and the employees love it too, because sure. it's a reason to get away from the desk right. and <laughs> go see all the kids in, in their costumes for Halloween, and you know our memories, right, as well. of our experiences um, but the relationships and I think it helps us too at times you can work in this field and it becomes routine but it it lets you remember that they're people so when you see someone in Stonegate in the assisted living or in the nursing home and they react to a child like you do you're like oh that's right it's a person and this is their experience how can I support it and then the kids actually are our best teachers because they're so patient I was going to say yes they are so patient with the elders especially as they form that bond they don't well we always want to help and step in like let me help you let me help you the kids actually just let the elder Let be. at their pace yeah. do it. And they don't judge. Yeah. I was going to say they're not Children judgmental. Judge. Right. No, they don't. And they remember them. They talk about them. It's it, it's it's really just remarkable. I mean, I, I think it's it, it, it never ceases to amaze us sure. that has been through this process. And it's a very unique situation what we do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we cohabitate. Right, yeah. yeah. And what maybe uh, activities do they do together or... A lot, we do a lot of uh, interested. We do scheduled activities and impromptu activities. Okay. So the schedule. <laughs> well, like, you can only schedule certain ages and up. So there's schedules. Right. So like infants and I've, again, I, I don't have any children, so I've learned through my time <laughs> that infants and up to two-year-olds, you don't actually schedule anything with them. They just kind of show up, and especially the toddlers. The toddlers. That they they are just running around. Right. I mean, again, and they're excited and they're in the moment. So it's. Again, we schedule the opportunity for them to come together. Right. What happens is a whole other, we have no idea. You just kind of Correct. 
make sure no one gets you just lost go with the, the flow space. right yeah. you have to right yeah. but um we've also uh like you know they'll do celebrations social entertainment right. they have um, intergenerational birthday parties right. oh that's yeah. great the, okay. yeah and uh there's actually a program that we started a few years ago called book buddies okay where the children uh the residents read to the children and then the children read to the residents as they emerge reading. Oh so, and, and it's really, um, and it's not like a, a teacher reading a book to a class. They sit one-on-one, -on -one and you'll often see the children put their heads on their shoulders when they're reading. Uh, um, so they, and it's the same person. So they read to the same person. Right. And so their relationships stay, and they get, and the residents get to watch children as they learn how to read. Um, and to give back, so it's awesome. Yeah, they see different stages, different right? They stages watch of the development, development. Yeah. and sometimes they have some very good teaching tools. The residents, you know, yeah. because they've been reading for a lot of years, so they can help, you right. know, sounding out the words, comprehension, things like that. Right. Yeah. And you know, they, our elders, they lived life, so they they probably oh. have all different stories and different uh, they tell great stories yeah. you know just uh, I mean we think about Veterans Day when we celebrate Veterans right. Day well we have real war veterans here yeah. and they can relate they can tell the kids things that we can't tell them from reading a book to them or right. explaining they tell them about their experiences and the value is is enormous yeah. I um, bet the kids are mesmerized mesmerized yeah mesmerized. they love that's the I, I'd say it's the biggest treat is to go visit the grandmas and grandpas. Oh yeah, yeah, it has to be. And they're hearing stories from the heart. That's right. You know, and mm -hmm. kids and are out. They're gen. You know, they they they're, genuinely yes. genuinely show. Yes, they're authentic to they each sure other. Are. They're very happy to see each other. I mean, I remember um, one elder who was a teacher. So, so we were very fortunate. We have lots of professions. So we had a teacher, and she had a nickname. And I remember seeing. Um, when the kids were coming to visit, they were like kind of walking down the hall, and as they turned the corner, she was sitting in a room, and they yelled her name, and they all ran to her, and she just opened her arms, and they hugged her, because she was so happy to see them yeah. for the last time, and it was like, oh, it, again, it's just those moments, yes. that's why we do it, too, right? Yeah. It, again, mm -hmm. helps us remember, you know, meeting and scheduling and learning about what kids need and what the elders need right. and, and kind of teaching each other. It's like, okay, this is why we do it. Yeah. And those moments will last forever for the elder and the kids. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue talking with the Parker organization. But first, if you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. 
Inside this innocent looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000 pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Were you ever young? You're listening to Parents Are Hard To Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. Want a great new way to listen to the show? Have an Amazon Echo or Dot? Just say, Alexa, play Parents Are Hard To Raise podcast. Getting the latest episode of Parents Are Hard To Raise. Here it is from iHeartRadio. It's as simple as that. You're right, Dolly. There are so many really cool new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. You can join the 180 million listeners on Spotify. You can listen in your car, at the gym, or pretty much anywhere on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, Roku. And like Dolly said, you can even ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. And if you're listening to the show in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor. Share this new technology. Help someone else learn about the show and show them a new way to listen. So I'm so excited to have two very special guests here. Phil Dacko, he is a Parker at Stonegate Assisted Living resident. And we have Robin Schumer, who has her daughter, who attends the uh, child development program. And your son also graduated from the program. So I'm so excited to have both of you here to share your experience. So Phil, what has your involvement been with the children? I have the opportunity at times to read stories to them. Um, a small group, usually about a half a dozen or so. And I find it fascinating how attentive these little ones are yeah. versus this older gentleman sitting there. They pay attention, and then I try to involve them in the stories. Oh, so that's I'll great. ask questions, yeah. and they have the answers right there, these four or five-year-old really? ones. Yeah. Um, so it's very upbuilding for me. I enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, with the energy these little kids have. And I understand you read to Robin's daughter? Yes, yes. Amelia. Aw. There was an experience. Um, she was, Amelia was sitting next to this young boy. And um, while we were, while I was reading it, I noticed that her head started leaning over <laughs> and she placed her head on his shoulder. Oh. 
And he, being a boy at that <laughs> age, he kept pushing it up. <laughs> and I, I felt like telling them, wait another 10, yeah. 15 years. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. You're not going to be pushing her away. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and all of them are uh, just invaluable. I find energy coming forth from, from them, and uh, it makes me feel very good. Oh, well... Half-hour reading and um, revitalized, kind of. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And, Robin, what do you see with your children coming here and uh, mixing it up with the elders? <laughs> so my son, who's now 11 and a half, what I noticed right away is that he related to older people very differently than I did. Okay. Where I was afraid sure. of my grandparents. And they were lovely people, right? but just seeing older people didn't make me very comfortable. And yeah. I noticed right away with my son that he was very engaged and connected with older people and unafraid. And my daughter is completely the same. And she's very, very energetic to begin with, but <laughs> she just absolutely loves when she sees the grandmas and grandpas. And she always tells me about it. Oh, I'm sure she does. She mm -hmm. tells you probably what she's done with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's really lovely. So I, the number one thing I see is the kids developing a sense of ease yeah. around being around people that don't look like them. Right. And it's so important. I just, I just love getting the generations together. I just think it is so important. Yeah, I found that, uh, as she was saying, Amelia's mother was saying, how uh, at ease these youngsters are with older people and so on. And just a, another point, one, my room is right by a sidewalk, so in the morning while I'm getting up and everything, I hear all of these little voices, <laughs> come on, mommy, come on, daddy, whatever, <laughs> or vice versa. Right, know? yeah. And, and they, it, uh, it's an energizing factor. A couple of times I looked out the window and uh, I saw a, a girl trailing behind her mother walking along the, ro the railings on the uh, um, bocce court, and you would have thought that it would be a little boy that would be walking along the railing. Right. She started trailing behind, and it had just rained a little while ago, and I, I was just, something made me keep watching her, and she stopped, and she looked around, <laughs> and she saw a puddle. And all of a sudden, she did a 180, and she went over there. Again, you would have thought it would have been a little boy. Right. And she was stomping away on it until her mother uh, invited her to come on and get to school. Stuff like that is very uh, encouraging for, I think, older people, most older people. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're free spirits. They have energy, and they're so alive. And I would imagine that they just brighten up your day. Yep. And brighten up the place. Just hearing the little pitter-patter <laughs> on the sidewalk, I find a building. Do you want to come home with us tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Why, you need a babysitter? <laughs> I'll, you, I'll, I'll do it for nothing if the kids are cute. Oh, that's so... Uh, it, it's great because sometimes, you know... Um, like Robin, you said you were 
you didn't probably know your grandparents or you probably were a little fearful. I remember when my uh, my niece first saw my my grandfather and he had a he was um, you know sitting and he had a cane and uh, you know they were saying uh, you know Katie come meet great grandpa and um, she was afraid you know she was afraid and she was backing up you know she didn't want to to meet him and so um, starting out so young mm-hmm. and you know m- meeting new grandparents probably um, is just a wonderful thing because then people the kids aren't scared you know because there's so many adults who are scared people will say to me well how do you how can you do that how can you work with the elderly all day or you know why would you do that well you know and people don't realize they're individuals with hearts and you know they want a hug too mm-hmm. and I bet you get a lot of hugs from these kids I, <laughs> kind of held back on that to a degree um, in the society we live in and mm-hmm. so forth. But yeah, if I had my will, my way, I would have grabbed all six of these kids, yeah. or however, <laughs> and just put them, you know, just give them great a hug big together. Hug. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was different, a little different when I was growing up. I mean, we could do that. Yes. <laughs> so I've been a little yeah. reluctant <laughs> at times. Like well, Amelia, you, you I would hug love Amelia. to give her a hug, you know. <laughs> you may hug Amelia. You may, I bet Amelia probably wants to run up and give you a hug. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, that's it's good you brought that up because after I was finished reading to several of them, they would walk over to me and stand in line. And I was, as I said, reluctant to, sure. to, to do something. And they would start reaching out, and I said, oh, the heck with it. Because <laughs> that's, you know, that's in them. That's what a, a, a child does, you yeah. know. And um, unfortunately, we lose that as we, we get older, um, probably because society has changed a little. But, uh, yeah. but you Big. know. Big, big change yeah. since when I was a kid. You know. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's prob- It's even different from when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, you know, everybody was together, and I think it's wonderful. And thank you so much for being here. And we have Danielle Woodruff, the communications manager, here to talk about the With It movement. Yeah, um, so we recently launched with it. Um, it's a movement that Parker um, has put out there, and it really is. We wish we could bring everything, everyone through the Child Development Center, right? Yeah. But not every, you know, we want to we want to share with all generations that you know you don't have to be afraid of someone who who is a different generation. So what we're trying to do, because we find that there's a huge disparity between the generations, um, we found that Gen Xers and Millennials are more likely to consider someone old by the time they hit 70 yeah. than, than people who are, are older than that. So the With It movement celebrates aging at every stage of 
of life. And we are sharing stories on our website. We are withit.org. We have uh, social, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, and we're sharing stories about people who are loving aging at every stage, whether you're 40, whether you're 70, whether you're 80, and you're climbing mountains or doing yoga at 90, or you're not too mobile, but you still celebrate and love yourself at that age. Um, and so that's what, what, what with it is all about. And the reason why we launched it, yes. Diane, is because, you know, uh, there's just a, a lack of appreciation for the aging process yes. nowadays. Everyone's trying to look younger. You see the uh, crazes on social media with right. how has aging hit me, dress your kid up for the 100th day of school. It's very disrespectful. It really is a form of ageism, yeah. and people don't realize No, that. they don't. Right. So... So some of the stories that we're sharing, and we're hoping it catches on with different organizations who want to join us in this movement and, and want to tell of the stories they're seeing with their grandparents or they know someone who's with it or they're with it. Um, so we encourage people to, again, go to wearewithit.org and share those stories of aging. Um, and it really is about making aging part of life. And it's, it's about what you're seeing in the Child Development Center. Yeah. Uh, that's what With It is all about. Thank you so much. Thank you, Parker Organization. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Robin, for being here. Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're doing a great job. I hope you got something out of this episode. I know I did. Parents are hard to raise family. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterSync Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. We love our parents, but parents sure are hard to raise. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, may you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.